We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I want to welcome you guys to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. We've got a great episode this week. Before we begin, please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like, comment, and share if you like this episode and we'll get into this week's sponsor and show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. Before we begin today's content, here is a quick disclaimer. The information and material presented here is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The content is not a recommendation to buy or to sell. Some of the content may be for credited investors only or may be sponsored posts. Every investment carries risks. Results have not been verified. So carefully weigh those risks against your investment goals and objectives and see if acting on the information matches with your investment thesis. Do your due diligence prior to investing. And as always, do not invest more than you can afford to lose. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four types of freedom on the show, financial, emotional, time, and location freedom. And as usual, I'm bringing you guests from all around on investors, entrepreneurs, high net worth individuals. And so today we have Steve Prada, and he's going to talk to us about business um, doubling or growing and amplifying your business with uh, principles. Um, and let me share a quick bio. He's a leadership team coach, and his passion is to help emergently privately owned businesses grow and thrive. And he 
pursues it by simplifying and teaching management and strategy concepts that large companies and consulting firms use. So we're going to talk about all different realms of business. So Steve, welcome. Christopher, great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad. Uh, yeah, we uh, were talking backstage and um, share with the listeners and the audience um, a little bit about your background. I know you you're, um, you have the pinnacle in the background, and so and we can go from there. Okay, well, uh, background. So I started life as a corporate employee, as an accountant, actually, uh, probably 30, 30 odd years ago, and then about twenty years ago, I went into business for myself. Uh, I built an investment banking firm in Central Eastern Europe, uh, Hungary, and, and then Romania. And I, I built and, and ran this business for 10 years, and then I sold it to a private equity group and moved my family to the United States and started coaching first uh, executives. I had a couple of peer groups, and then I went into leadership team coaching. Um, some of your listeners may be familiar with a management program called EOS, or Entrepreneurial Operating System. So for five years, I used to teach that system. And then um, a couple of years ago, I transitioned away and developed my own system. I joined another group called Pinnacle. And we actually, uh, the founder of Pinnacle and myself, they, we came out with a new book a couple of weeks ago uh, called Pinnacle, Five Principles That Take Your Business to the Top of the Mountain. And this is uh, the book that we are promoting. It became an instant bestseller. It's got a bunch of five-star reviews on Amazon. Uh, so th this is where I am. I'm a leadership team coach, and I'm also very passionate about finding ways to simplify <clears throat> those management techniques that the big fortune companies use and bring it to what I call emerging growth companies, small to medium-sized businesses, privately owned, that want to shortcut their way to success. Yeah, that's a fantastic um introduction and i know uh especially in today's age you know organizations and businesses they have to use a lot of cutting edge management leadership strategy principles so um so tell us a little bit about um you know some of your key principles i know you describe it in the book and for the listeners we'll put the links to the book in the show notes but tell us a little bit of you know about the some of the principles that you um espouse to and then uh, we'll go from there so uh, the most important message is that, and, and I discovered this a couple of years ago, I, I wrote another book uh, called Viable, which is about preparing businesses, make, making them viable, right? And one of the statistics that I uh, stumbled upon, which really shocked me was that there are 1.7 million small to medium-sized businesses with employees of 10 to 250 in, in the US, and 85% of these businesses never make it to year 10. So essentially that means 185,000 businesses go out of business every year in the US just because they can't figure out how to stay in business. And I have a, a passionate belief that with good leadership team coaching, uh, virtually all of these businesses could figure it out, how to do that, and then they could stay in business indefinitely that would bump or the US GDP by 20%, would be a one-off bump, and then every year, 4% faster growth just because these businesses don't go out of business. So that's kind of my passion. And uh, this new book, uh, I make the case that you can 5X your business in five years with the help of five principles. So that's basically the, the premise. And 
it's a very simple math. So you can grow, if you grow the top line of the business, the revenues by 20% each year. And I have done this for my clients and my co-author has done it for his clients. So we know that it is possible. So if you grow the top line by 20% and you double the net profit margin in five years, uh, go from 5% to 10%, 10% to 20%, um, which again is very, very uh, possible. In fact, likely most of my clients grow uh, their net profit much faster than that. Then you can 5X the value of your business, 5X or more the value of your business in five years. So the 20% will two and a half time the revenues of the business. If you double the profit margin, that's 5X. In fact, it's going to be more than five because the multiple is going to go up as well. Um, and, uh, and this is not rocket science. So um, the five principles that you need to leverage to do that are what we call people, purpose, uh, playbooks, performance, and profit. So we talk in the book, uh, my co-author Gregory, Gregory Cleary and I talk about how to strengthen each of these five principles and then get your business to the top of the mountain. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I love that. I, I like I like how you do five five five, and it's very easy for the um, people to understand. And um, so, what are some management blueprints, and uh, how to determine which one fits your business? Mm -hmm. So, um, so th that's my other obsession is management blueprints. Um, and what management blueprint? What what a management blueprint is is essentially a framework that simplifies uh, complex processes into um, a simple blueprint that helps you uh, run your business better. That's what a management blueprint is. And uh, I, I actually have a podcast called the Management Blueprint Podcast. And what I do is I, I search for these kind of frameworks and I talk to entrepreneurs like you, Christopher, um, and uh, what, uh, you know, what I found was there are a bunch of these management blueprints out there in book form. The first one that many of your listeners will have uh, learned about or, or even read, which is the E-Myth by, by Michael Gerber. I'm sure you're familiar with it as well, Christopher. Yeah. Uh, that was the original management blueprint that came out in, eight, in 1976 and then 1986, uh, the, the, the revised version. And basically, uh, Gerber introduced this concept of having to work on your business rather than in your business, uh -huh. uh, becoming, you know, elevate yourself from an, a doer, a technician, he calls it a technician, into a manager and then an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And what are the different skills and techniques that you need to employ? That was the original blueprint. And then there were the next blueprint was The Great Game of Business by Jack Stack who was the corporate employee and he bought out a division of a major fortune company, which was about to go bankrupt and he turned it around and he wrote this book about how he did it. And then scaling uh, the massive, the Rockefeller habits with, by Vern Harnish. He wrote it in 2002 and then Gino Wickman came around. He wrote Traction and then Patrick Lencioni uh, wrote uh, the, uh, the Advantage and then there were other you know, four disciplines. So there were many of these blueprints and what Greg and I did, we basically said, okay, so uh, why do people have to choose one of these blueprints? Why do they have to choose traction EOS or scaling up? Why can't we put together a system which essentially uses all the best elements 
of all these systems out there, but it actually customize it to the client. So bring, meet every client where they are and customize a program for them and then help them climb uh, the, to the top of the mountain. And, and that's what these management blueprints do. And this is what Pinnacle, which is kind of the blueprint of blueprints does. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I have to, I have to take a look at, I've read the um, e-myth that was one of them and working on the business and uh, that really changed how I look at it. Um, one thing was, uh, you know, in today's uh, really rapidly changing economy, how, how does a manager or a leader engineer their business to match, sustain, and even surpass the industry's elite profitability over time? Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, if you apply the principles, so people, um, purpose, so you find the right people, put them in the right functions and coach them, then purpose, you set the vision and the strategy, how to reach your vision, and you align everyone around the vision, then you uh, uh, define your playbooks to make sure that you can delegate and elevate yourself and delegate uh, your uh, the activities, the key activities, the best and right way to your, your people. They can follow uh, the, the processes, the playbooks, and you perform at a high level. You have an execution uh, system in the business, how you set goals and how do you measure the performance on a monthly and quarterly and, and weekly basis. Then you're going to have a great business and you're going to have a very profitable business. However, there's a way to take this to the next level which is benchmarking your profitability to the elite competitors and peers in your industry. And there are tools out there that you can use. Um, you can be part of a peer group um, where people are sharing information and benchmark yourself that way, or you can use the IRS publishes uh, aggregated information of millions of companies broken down by 94 different industry segments and you can benchmark yourself to your uh, peers and you can identify the top 16% uh, of performers and what is their profitability and compare yours and you can also compare some expense lines so you can go really deep with this and when you know how you stack up against your peers then you can set this as a goal okay how do I engineer my business so that my business delivers that level of profitability as well. And then the last question is, how do I sustain this in the long term? So how do I create a, what I call a, a strategy stack? So a, a set of interlocking strategies that are going to lock in that high profitability and will be really difficult for my competitors to copy uh, without copying everything, my whole system, which is not all visible. So how do you build a strategy stack? And then how do you uh, sustain the elite profitability um, potentially indefinitely in your business? Yeah, that's, that's very fascinating. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We hope you don't mind this brief interruption from one of our affiliates. Today's affiliate is studentloanadvice.com. Studentloanadvice.com is a company powered by the white code investor that specializes in helping professional students such as doctors, dentists, and other healthcare professionals navigate the complex and oftentimes confusing student loan landscape. They offer a consultation as well as services to help you save money when consolidating and paying back your student loans through their different options. You can go to their website, studentloanadvice.com forward slash FFFP. That's again, studentloanadvice.com forward slash FFFP. To find out more, get signed up on their email list or schedule a call with Andrew Paulson. Now back to our show. The other thing I wanted to, uh, you talk about, um, it's in, I'm sure it's in your material and your work is calling the uh, strat- strategy squares framework. Briefly, you know, describe to the listeners what that is and how uh, an organization can use it to improve their strategic positioning and differentiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the strategy squares is basically um, embraces this idea that um, in order for your business to be highly profitable, you have to differentiate your, yourself. So you, you cannot uh, afford just to be a commodity uh, because if you are, then people will compare you with all, all the other companies and they basically uh, uh, price shop you and it's going to be a race to the bottom. So if you want to avoid becoming a commodity, you need to position yourself as, as a differentiated uh, business and you actually differentiate your business. And the strategy squares is a simple framework which explains how can you do that. And the four four squares in the strategy squares framework, the first one is uh, the core business. So how do you figure out what your core business is that that makes you really successful? And what Jim Collins calls it uh, is the business where you have the potential to be the best in your market at. So what is that business? And most companies err on trying to serve a too broad a market. and, and they're trying to be all things to all people. And I encourage you that you figure out what you're really good at, and then you focus on that market segment and on that product, and often it's fewer than, than more. So that's the first thing, what is your core business? The second question, if you figure out your core business, what are your brand promises? So how does your brand stand out? Um, you know, it's uh, some of the brand promises. We look at cars. Everyone knows that Volvo's brand promise is to be uh, the safe choice, the safe car. Or BMW is the ultimate driving machine. Uh, so both of them are cars. They take you from A to A to Z, but one of them is all about safety. The other one is all about the driving experience. So what are your brand promises? And what are your brand promise KPIs, your cap promise indicators, uh, that you can actually demonstrate that you are um, uh, delivering those brand promises. Mm-hmm. That's the second square. The third square is is, is actually my favorite one. It's uh, this idea of the one phrase strategy. 
So how do you distill down your strategy into a single phrase, which everyone in the company can understand and can operationalize? So again, um, an example is IKEA. IKEA's one phrase strategy is flat pack. So if you uh, create a furniture that can be packaged in a no air um, cardboard box, and it fits into the boot of the car of the customer and they go home and they can assemble a furniture in a couple of hours. So they can basically have instant gratification. You install the furniture, they take it home. That's the kind of business IKEA wants to be in. And everyone understands the company that these are the IKEA furniture. And it allowed IKEA to absolutely dominate their market segment. The last uh, 40 years, the largest competitor is one-tenth of their size. So that's, uh, that's um, one phrase strategy. Another example is um, MasterCard. Their one phrase strategy is kill cash. So they are not going after competitors and trying to call, uh, you know, get business from Visa and from American Express. They go after the 85% of the market, the cash transactions, which no credit card company is processing, and they try to get that piece of the market, kill cash. And the last one, uh, Square, is the mindshare words. So when you have your strategy down, then how do you brand your strategy so that people will think of you when they hear these words? And you go to Starbucks and you know that they brand everything. They have even the size of the cup, they call it Venti. Uh, even the, the server, they call her or him barista. They mm -hmm. brand everything and you know, all the different types of coffee. And as a result, Starbucks is in its own universe in terms of coffee shops. There are coffee shops and there is Starbucks. It's a category of one in their industry. So that's the strategy squares, very simple framework, position and differentiate. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then you're in good, uh, good shape and then you can create your strategy stack as a higher level approach to strategy. Wow, that's... Yeah, that's uh, and then um, the other the other question I, I had was um, you know, organizations they depend on people. You know, people are the most important assets. So, and then you talk about creating a structure of peer accountability that allows organizations to attract and keep A players. So, you know, A players are what make the um, uh, the team run, and you know, in I've noticed that you know, as um, after, especially after COVID, a lot of the A players they left a lot of corporations and they went to start their own things because they they know they can do things better. So tell us about peer accountability. Yeah, so so uh, these are very important concepts. So the A players, I mean, most of your listeners probably uh, know this, but uh, just just to uh, kind of just for that we are on the same definition. So we define an uh, someone an A player if they are hitting out of the park, both on culture fit, so they really live your core values as an organization, they fit your culture, as well as on productivity. So they are highly productive on a consistent basis. If they are both, then they are an A player. Uh, if they are almost there, so let's say if they are nine or 10, they're an A player. If they are you know, six to eight on both, then they are an A potential. And, and then you have the B and C players who either the B players are the ones, they, they fit the culture, but they don't perform highly. And then the BC players are the ones that perform highly, but they don't care about your culture. 
So what we argue for is that you can't afford to focus on your B and BC players and try to fix them. You have to focus on your A players and your A potentials because they are going to, the, the people that are going to make this business, your business great. You have to coach your A potentials so that they become A players over time. And you need to um, grow the business so that you can create opportunities for your A players so they're gonna stick around with your business because the A players, they are doing really well. And if you can't challenge them, if you can't give them a bigger um, a challenge, a bigger opportunity inside of your company, then they're gonna go somewhere else and you can't afford to lose those people. So that's why you have to grow your business. Now, the peer accountability concept is really the idea that you as a business owner, uh, you won't be able to uh, hold people accountable uh, on your own. Because on a bilateral way basis, there can always be excuses why something didn't get done. And it's very hard to refute those excuses because you don't have perfect information. You don't know if that person's uh, grandmother died again or, you know, or, or it was an external circumstance. You can't investigate. So what peer accountability does, it shifts the burden from the leader to the team. And you basically have, you, you have such an execution structure that people are uh, holding each other accountable. The peer group holds people accountable. And it, it basically makes excuses irrelevant because anyone can come up with an excuse and basically uh, all excuses are the same. They just are excuses ultimately. And in a peer group, uh, people will not bring up the excuses and uh, it, it is going to be a much more powerful process for A players and A potentials to be accountable. Of course, again, B and C players, they might not play along or they might not be accountable anyway, but you, don't, you shouldn't focus on keeping those, you focus on your A potentials. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, you've been, uh, this has been a really uh, interesting conversation and you've unpacked a lot of... Um, uh, nuggets and a lot of interesting concepts and um you know for all the listeners the um you know uh, steve's book will be put in the show notes and uh, i know a lot of people will be interested in contacting you and um uh, possibly working with you looking at your materials so how can they do that so as as you mentioned the book so pinnacle five principles that take your business to the top of the mountain it's available on Amazon in all different formats, including audiobooks, if you like uh, to listen to books rather than read them. And uh, visitors could also check out my website where uh, they can download the summary of this book and my, my previous book. Uh, so my website is stevepreda.com, S-T-E-V-E-P-R-E-D-A. Uh, so I'm not Prada, it's not uh, the fashion brand, it's stevepreda.com. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and then they can also reach out to me through the website and uh, also check the Pinnacle Journey Assessment. So if, if, if you want to check your company, how it's stacking up on these principles, then you can do a quick uh, assessment there and you've got a picture of uh, how your business is doing. Excellent, excellent. So um, all of the resources will be included. And Steve, uh, thanks so much. I really, I really... Um, learned a lot from the conversation and I'm sure the guests will as well. So thanks so much. And we look forward to having you on the show in future episodes.
Oh, wow. Thank you, Christopher. I really enjoyed uh, being your guest. What a fantastic show. I hope you enjoyed our very special guest. Just remember, as a shout out to our this week's sponsor, CityVest.com. CityVest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at CityVest.com or click on the link in the show notes below to hear about their upcoming investment offerings. If you enjoyed that episode, don't forget, that's just the free content. We also have paid premium content subscription with better guests, information, updates, and discussions that can't be accessed anywhere else. You can subscribe to our premium content by clicking on the link in the show notes below to subscribe. Just a quick note, members who sign up for the bottom floor price introductory the first year will be grandfathered into that price for life. I expect the monthly subscription amount to increase quickly next year and the year after, so don't delay. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.